0: Hey, everybody, happy Monday. Welcome to the WellFit Lab podcast. It is your host, burnout coach, Shia Thousand here. And today we are gonna be talking about all things mental health, personal wellness to prevent stress and overcome burnout to live life with intention with our special guest, Kristen Pope. Kristen Pope is such an awesome, awesome girlfriend. And I thought it'd be great to have her on today's episode to discuss maternal wellness and social support. And I love this topic because we just celebrated Mother's Day. And if you listened to last week's episode, I talk about maternal wellness and the importance of celebrating and supporting moms all the time, not just one day out of the year, as well as this discussion on social support As a way to maintain your own mental health, you need a community. It takes a village the same way it takes a community to raise a child. We need people to support us. We need people that when we're in need, we can ask for help. And Kristen shares how she's been able to cultivate strong relationships and build social support within her community. So grab your tea, a pen and paper, and join us in the lab today.
1: So Today, I am talking with Miss Kristen Pope. Miss Pope is um, just a highly respected, sold out woman of God. And I'm a huge fan. Kristen and I met, um, still actually, we still have not physically met, but we met online via Instagram, probably at this point. Oh my gosh, Kristen, it's like four years ago now. Yeah. and Because Lily is how old now?
2: He'll be four next month.
1: Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Wow. So um, for all those who may not know, I used to run a little small um, subscription box called Hello Mama Box. And that's how I actually ventured into wellness um, as a way to support moms and maternal wellness and self-care delivered to your door each month. And so I reached out to Kristen to be a brand ambassador and just share boxes with her each month. But it initially started right
2: after um I think you had just had Lily Lily was a couple of months that sounds about right if it was around like about four years ago that's about right yeah yeah so Lily was a couple of months and I think I I think you had the box
1: even for a couple of months because I think I might have sent it while you were pregnant and then you had Lily so then you went on a Mm -hmm. staycation Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I remember your husband treated you to a staycation and you came back and sent me a message like
2: girl that box was everything, and I sure did take that box with me. <laughs> I took it all with me, and I and that's something I typically do though is if I go away um, by myself or with my my lady friends or with my husband, I take all my goodies, you know, like things that I haven't used. Good look, good smelling lotions, and I do use those on a daily basis. Because I I I hear you women, I hear the ladies, like you should do that every day. You are right, and I do. <laughs> I use it every day. But if there's something that I've put away or, or put up on a shelf or, or something that I'm like, you know what, I want to use that for a special occasion, I, I definitely, that's when I use it.
1: That's awesome. So Kristen, now that I've introduced you to the people as my former brand ambassador and a sold out woman of God, please let the folks know who you are so they know how to come correct when they talk to a child of God.
2: Oh, God bless them. God bless them. Um, well, what's up to the Well Fit, um audience. Again, my name is Kristen Pope, and I am just that. I am a daughter of the Most High God, and it is the most important title that I have, Um, and to that, God has expanded my territory to be a wife, to be a mom, um, to run a company called Pope Productions, the digital marketing agency. I have a course, a flagship course called the On Air Academy, that course coaches, mentors, equips and places aspiring journalists into the workplace after we have trained them. Um, It places them into the workplace, many of them with their first job. And above and beyond that, I manage social media strategy for the Division of Continuing Education at Harvard University. And I would say that fairly wraps me up I'm sure there's something else that I may not be saying, but at the end of the day, um, I am a, um, a kingdom kid, a committed wife, a devoted mother, and truly um, just trying to get better day, day by day. I love it. So um, Kristen and I today are going to be exploring
1: the conversation of social support and wellness as well as maternal wellness. So if you listened to last week's episode, I talked about ways to de-stress and maternal wellness. We had just celebrated Mother's Day and moms, we want to celebrate them, but we also need to be taking care of mom all the time, not just for Mother's Day. Love is an action word. It's a verb and we need to make sure we are using it as it relates to our moms regularly. So I wanted to have a conversation with Kristen today about social supports. Kristen, Listen, if you followed my old podcast, Kate Chick, Kristen talked about her relationship with her girlfriend's group. And let me tell you something. I want to be in this girlfriend's group because you, when you have friends that truly show up and show out for you and you do, th- they do that for you, it is such a beautiful balance. And it's such a beautiful thing to see, especially as Black women. We have such, there's a myth and a stigma that says that we don't support one another. And Kristen helped me identify one that that is wholeheartedly not true on a whole nother level for just how she and her girlfriend show up for one another. So these are some of the things we're going to tap on today. So first, I want to start with maternal wellness. Kristen, what does maternal wellness mean to you? First
2: well, of all, Shai, you are one of my girlfriends. So let's just, let's just settle that. Um, maternal wellness to me means um, holistically that we are caring for mothers from the the moment that they declare I want to be a mom until the end of time Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and it's not you know there's a societal and when I say right so when I say holistic I mean there's a societal aspect there's a there's a aspect there's a familial aspect um it's on so many levels that's the holistic part of it there is no one dimensional maternal health, it is a three dimensional, holistic, 360 degree, this is how we take care of moms. And like, that's why I said, you know, from the moment where a mother expresses the desire to want to be a mom, because when you express a desire to want to be a mom, you need to be able to go to the hospital, go to the doctor, express those things and Mm -hmm. have see you as a full person and have them, you know, advise you on things that you should be doing for your body. And then when I say to the end of that, you know, of your motherhood, you have a woman who's 80, 90 years old, who um, has now raised children,
3: mm-hmm.
2: hopefully has grandchildren, maybe has great grandchildren, mm-hmm. and is still caring for people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's just who a mother is. A mother is a caretaker. Yeah. A mother is a giver. A mother is self-sacrificing and selfless, and so yeah. it's so important to take care of moms because moms truly are the heartbeat and the wellspring of life.
3: Absolutely. And if
2: that woman, if that, if that, um, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? If that um, ceases to exist, then life ceases to exist.
3: Absolutely.
1: I love that you said from the moment she declares. I think that's so important because a lot of times some women don't even want to share that they want to be mothers. They're not comfortable with even saying that. And it may be for, they don't have the support. It could be for a number of different reasons. But I love the idea of supporting her from the moment she declares it and getting her all the things that she needs bring that to fruition manifestation praying over that just believing in that and pouring into her until that dream is realized but then also taking care of the 90 year old woman who um has been a mother for probably longer than she's not been a mother and she only knows that one aspect sometimes and sometimes some women get lost in that but then there are some women who like the empty nesters when their children leave And they cultivate a whole new life um, that's so separate from their mommyhood. And some of them like find like rejuvenation in that. So that's, I love taking care of them throughout that entire motherhood journey Mm -hmm. as maternal wellness. So how does that show up in your um, life daily um, in regards to your support with your daughter, but then also um, in supporting those around you? who are moms and I know we've discussed it in the past but I would love for you to share it with others.
2: I'm so fortunate to have a wonderful circle of moms. I don't know how women are making it without a support system of their family or church community or motherhood. Um, I'm trying to think about where I should begin. I'll start with, you know, just my immediate circle moms and how we are vulnerable with one another by our struggles, whether, you know, it's trying to get a child to go to sleep to they're having, you know, an issue at school to I'm trying to get, you know, help them to read to should I place them in this school? All, I mean, everything, everything and in between. And then to just being honest, like, girl, we need a break. Let's plan a trip. Um, let's leave these kids with their daddies and let's go because we need a moment. And I'm a proponent for, you know, about four trips away from your kids per year, mm. quarterly trips. So I do about two staycations a year by myself, and then maybe two trips with my girlfriends. And maybe there's a little bit more and then something with my husband, definitely something with my husband. And I think it's necessary because you need some time away from your kids, one, to appreciate what they bringing your life but 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 bigger than that you needed to refresh Mm -hmm. you needed to refresh and to replenish yourself and pour back into yourself so you have you know ample energy and um you you have ample energy and a renewed sense of the commitment you made to yourself on a Mm -hmm. daily basis and to your children um jada pinkett said something at the very beginning of Red Table Talk before it was Red Table Talk. And she was talking about how self-care was not selfish. I think she was one of the very first like big bold voices to say how it wasn't selfish, that if she didn't pour into herself, she wouldn't have anything to pour into her children. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it kind of felt revolutionary, rebellious and all of those things, but like women needed to hear that. Mm -hmm. Women needed to hear that, that if you are not pouring into yourself, what are you gonna have to give to anyone else? When I'm, when I'm sleep deprived, I'm not very nice.
3: Mm-hmm,
2: not, mm-hmm. I'm not very nice when I'm sleep deprived. You know, I'm not um, I'm not my best.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not my
2: best. And I endeavor to give people my best. I endeavor to show up as my best. And there and and caring for yourself is what helps you do that. So that's how I, you know, get that's how I cultivate community. And we step in for one another. If somebody is tired and needs to take a nap, you know, you step in and say, I'll let me have your kids. I'll take them, you know, let them stay at my house. Um, You know, I have a wonderful, a wonderful sister circle where, you know, my husband and I took, where did we go? We took a, for our anniversary, we took a five day, four, four night overstay trip away from home because we were able to to leave our daughter we were able to leave lily with great friends in our in our quarantine crew
0: our mm. families
2: live i haven't seen my parents in 18 months
0: wow
2: our families live um all in the south and mm. you know it's a, it's either you pay for child care which we do daily uh-huh. or you know people fam uh, uh friends become family mm-hmm
1: Friends become family and you support one another. I really, so ladies um, listening, moms listening, if you needed permission, that was Kristen giving you permission right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just as a Jada Pinkett Smith, but I think sometimes you really need to hear a mom on the ground telling you, you also have permission. Everyone doesn't need permission. And some people may look at Jada Pinkett Smith like, well, she got money. Mm -hmm. Yes, she got money, but... There are women who are just like you without the same amount of money as her, who are making sure that they are their best through how they cultivate their self-care. And that that's a part of their maternal wellness. So if you needed to hear, you have permission, that was Kristen giving it to you. So I just wanted to highlight that.
2: As well as,
1: I think it's really important. Um, you've touched on so many things. So I hope y'all got y'all pen and y'all paper and y'all are writing these gems down the importance of cultivating and keeping that relationship with your husband and also that relationship with yourself so that you are taking trips without your daughter. You are taking trips without your husband that are just for you. And again, this is not, not saying that it has to be anything expensive. So please don't listen to this and be like, well, she got money for that. No, this doesn't have to be anything expensive. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. But it does have to be something where it is just for you. A lot of the times and um, moms are so giving that you guys will just continue to give. And it's something for you. And I always say, like, when if you want to give a mom something, give her something that she really can't give to somebody else. Because you give her money and she may spend that money on the kids.
3: They will
2: hmm? give it away. Yes. Yes, that is so true. A mother will give it away. Like, oh, you gave me a gift certificate. The baby needs some clothes. clothes." It's so true. My mom was that way completely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I say when it comes to self-care, help moms automate self-care. If you want to do something for her, buy her. Maybe if you, if someone wants to give her a gift, buy her something she can't give away. A subscription box, give her something like a massage. She can't give those things away. She's going to have to do it. And I say that because it is very easy and because they're so giving, it's so easy to say, oh, I'll take this money and do something for myself. And then something else comes up and they have to do something for the child. And I think it's really important to focus on yourself, but also not losing the relationship you had with your spouse before you became a mom. So I love that Kristen just touched on that because all of these fall into maternal wellness. And if you're a single mom, those times by yourself without your child are still important. You were a whole person before you became a mom. And I think that's something I had to learn about my mom as I became an adult. And it gave me so much more respect for my mom. Like, okay, if I was her age having me dealing with everything she dealt with, wow, I would have been stressed out too. And we lose focus inside of those things as we get older sometimes. And it's really good to kind of just tap back in like, okay, this is what wellness looks like now, because our parents might have not had the same resources. And right now we have access to way more resources than the generations before us. That's true. That's true. 100%. Right. Kristen, my next question, um, you brought this up and I love it. So one, how has your um, maternal um, everything changed since being in a pandemic, right? Like Kids are home, everyone's home. And I love that you said your quarantine crew. I think everyone, this is just a disclaimer and note. Please make sure you guys still are keeping your pods. Like I know that they out here saying like people are vaccinated. You can go do these things. I would still highly recommend keeping somewhat of a pod, your quarantine pod, your circle, just because you know those people are your safe people. And I would just highly encourage that. All right, Christine, go.
2: (laughs) So To that point, Shaya, you are 100% um, spot on. We have been so blessed and so fortunate. And I say that, I preface that because I don't believe that everybody's situation was our situation. So much so that I felt so blessed at this time around, this time last year that I was like, God, this, I'm so conflicted because there's people dying, losing family members, really struggling to balance home, life and work. And that's not our testimony. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, just say, thank you hmm mm-hmm. Grace for you. Just say thank you. And God knows what you need, what you can handle. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily has not, she she has missed uh child care for two weeks in the last year and some change. Wow. That's it. She's been in preschool basically the entire time. Wow. When the pandemic happened, we got a note from the YMCA that said they were opening up for emergency childcare. Well, at the time, Lily's um home daycare had closed because mm-hmm. that's what the state mandated.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
2: my husband um, applied, they were opening e- emergency childcare for essential workers. My husband applied, he was deemed by the state or I guess by the country an essential worker, he works um, in finance. Mm-hmm. And so we were already members of the YMCA and mm-hmm. he got approved. And so she was able to go to the YMCA from April to June for free for mm. eight hours a day
1: all mm.
2: her meals taken care of
1: wow
2: we were able to keep her there in their summer school program and then subse- subsequently roll her into their preschool program and she's been there ever since Friday. so it's it's beyond I mean it is probably the greatest one of the if I mean we've had so many let me not say, mm-hmm. but we have had so much favor and blessing and grace that you know I'm not one of those people who has a narration of, of 2020 as the worst year ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that testimony. And I, and, and, and I know that some other people don't too, that, that actually wasn't your worst year. Um, mm-hmm. I am completely grieved by what has been going on in our world. Um, and at the same time have needed to be so much more grateful for what's been going on in my world. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lily has been in childcare. Richard has had kind of a flex schedule at work. I've been remote the entire time. And um, we've been blessed. And with our quarantine crew, we get together almost every weekend, you know, every other weekend. Um, and we, we play, they have play, uh, play dates and sleepovers and things like that. Our quarantine crew has been consisting of three families. And um, I think the total of us equals about 10, 10 maybe 12 people total. And we keep it close, keep it small, respect one mm-hmm. another, respect each other's health, and that's what we've had. And I will tell you, as a mother of an only child, mm-hmm. that has been a lifesaver and a lifeline. Some mm-hmm. people would think that, oh, it's the only child is not—you don't have that much work. Not so.
3: Mm-mm.
2: With an only child, you actually have a lot of work because you're that kid's playmate, you're that kid's <laughs> everything. You know, mm-hmm. versus if they had a sibling or if they had a friend, they play with that friend. So as a mm-hmm. mother of an only child, we, um, the the blessing <laughs> of entertaining and keeping our child, you know, if we don't want her to be in front of a TV or an iPad all day is mm-hmm. is ours. And we love that, but we are so grateful that she has children of her own age who she can play with um, during this quarantine period.
1: That's amazing. And some people were nervous about having quarantine pods, right? And I think that's, that's, to me, that was one of the things that kept me personally sane was having a pod. I'm already someone that doesn't like to go out much anyway. I'm super homebody. But um, during the last year, I actually found joy in having a pod, having my regular people that I connected with, because it built a new routine and a new sense of familiarity in the midst of everything else. And I'm so happy you spoke about all the blessings you've um, had throughout the last year in a favor, because I think that we need to be very comfortable spreading the joy of sharing your testimony that 2020 was not the worst year. For some people, it was their best year ever. Yeah. And yes, there, were, there was a lot of death. We did deal with a lot of hardship throughout the year. However, one that's not everyone's story And two, we shouldn't be shamed for sharing the joy that was found in that season because we already know joy comes in the morning. So for some of us, that was throughout the entire time, but there also has to be some form of struggle at some point in time and everyone doesn't have the same season of life. So I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people have been shamed into not sharing their joy story for the sake of not wanting to take away from other people's sadness. And I think it's actually a good thing to share your joy story, share your favor, share your testimony, because it lets people know that there is still good happening in the world and God is still very good and sovereign in the midst of all these things happening. He still is out here in the
2: business of blessing. 100% and, and you know, what? and I'll, I'll, I'll say this, thank you so much for saying that Shia, I was, I won't even say that we, that people have been shamed. Well, let me take that back. I take that back because I saw someone, a friend of mine who, you know, gave a beautiful testimony and people were like, we don't wanna hear that right now. Like, how could you do that? And so, so on some level, there was shame. For me, there was, I think it was personal. It was mm-hmm. personal and I needed to get over, you know, you gotta get over caring about what people think. Is God mm-hmm. still sovereign? Yes, is God still good even in the midst of trial? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've had some really tough years and I can still say God is good. God is a keeper in the midst of everything. And so it is important. It is important that we acknowledge that. And I have to, you know, as a testimony coming out of this year, I, I, you know, I have to acknowledge the testimony of the goodness of God and the hand of God on our life um, while we were going through, while we have been going through the pandemic.
1: Absolutely. And I just want to share this scripture for anyone that may need this right now. And this is one of my favorite scriptures and it's John 16 And it is, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I say that because the Bible tells you, you will have trouble. And sometimes we get caught up and people are like, well, if God is God, how can we experience these things? If, why are we going through? Because these are the things we are fallen people. Like he's not just going to supersede your own will. We have that will. So we can choose to do good, but everyone doesn't choose to do good. And he's also not going to supersede it. So you have to allow people to be who they are and just know that he said that you will encounter trouble, but take heart because he has overcome the world. And I just told my girlfriend this the other day. So when it comes to parenting, I always think, Parents are so hard on themselves. And I was like, God was the ultimate parent and Adam and Eve still messed up. They had right, nothing to get right. right. They had everything <laughs> and they still messed up. So please give yourself grace, parents. I can't say this enough. Mom, give yourself grace. If Adam and Eve can mess up in the garden where everything is going perfectly for them, we there's no hope, okay? In regards to your kid's gonna mess up, but trust Here's and you. believe that it's gonna be okay.
2: <laughs> and what does God do? You know, what does God do? God still loves us. I mean, I, yes. I have that, that privilege of being a parent now, and my child disobeys me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Bold. She, case. she does her own thing. Mm-hmm. I still love her. I still yeah. adore her. Yeah. I still know that God has wonderful things for her, and I know that if she keeps that up, it could turn out bad for her. Not you know, not just between our relationship. But what I know that she may encounter in this world, how mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. somebody else who doesn't love her the way that I love her yeah. is going to retaliate against her and is going mm-hmm. to treat her. So, um, yes, our children are going to mess up and then they learn. And yeah. then we learn. You know, when we are corrected, because correction is love. Yes. Correction, you know, discipline done in, done in love is, is beautiful correction.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
2: They learn. We yeah.
1: learn. And so I just want, mamas, please extend yourself some grace. If you're a mom and you're listening, <laughs> extend yourself some grace. If Adam and Eve messed up, trust and believe. You, you're, The kids are going to mess up. You might mess up, but it's okay. Because yes. you still love them. They still love you. And there's room for correction. And again, I love that you just said correction and love. Like That is the best part of all of this. And even when we think about who God is and what he wants from us, he wants us to love one another. He wants us to seek after him. And so I I don't want to keep harping on this, but I just think it's important that we focus and bring insight in everything going on in this world. We still have so much to be thankful for. We still can cultivate joy. And I don't say happiness because I believe happiness means something has to happen. But I say joy because joy comes from within. It is something that is intrinsic and it is long lasting. And it's also a fruit of the spirit. So it is joy. It is not happiness that we need to be cultivating. So things don't have to happen and you can literally just sit down and think and just like, wow, this is joy, this is joy. And you just feel it deep within your spirit that this is joy. That's so good, that's so good. Truth. <laughs> so, all right. Um, my next question for you is what, how does building quality female relationships look for you? Cause you, again, you have an amazing friendship circle And even um, you have a quarantine crew, but you, I think, have done a really great job of just being a great girlfriend and having great girlfriends. Shout
2: out out to the founder (laughs) of The Great Girlfriend, Sybil, who has really championed and um, put into culture uh, what great girlfriends mean. So she and Brandis Daniel, who who founded The Great Girlfriend, shout out to them because we have amplified, they've really amplified what it means to be a great girlfriend. What does that look like for me today? Um, it, it definitely looks like um, meeting people of like spirit and of like lives, you know, where are those connection points? Like finding, what out, finding out what our connection points are. Are they in career? Are they in family? Are they in business? Um, you know, are they for the love of the Lord? where are those connection points in building off of those things? And when we build off of those things, getting to know one another to find out, you know, where, what role might we play in one another's life? Because every person that you meet is not going to be, you know, on, in your inner circle. Mm-hmm. Um, every person that you meet is not going to be your bestie. Um, mm-hmm. What role does that person play in giving that relationship the, the ability to grow, like not putting expectations on that relationship so that it has the ability to be pure and untainted and grow into, into what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I have made some fast friendships over the last three years. And my mother told me this when, when I moved to Massachusetts, when my husband and I moved to Massachusetts almost seven, oh my gosh, in 2015, when we moved here I was struggling to find um, friends. And I, I finally, you know, not finally, but like I, I relied on what I had. I had to dig into the resources that I had, which was my sorority, um, my alumni, uh, a college alumni, uh, the journalism community. I had to find those already established communities and begin to build bridges there. One of the things that my mom told me is that whenever our family moved, cause we did move around a number of times, she always found, found her folks based off of children. Mm. And she said, you know what, we were always, you know, there was a play date or, you know, there was something like that, or there was a, an activity, a sport that bonded us. Mm. And so at the time I didn't have any children. So I had to really, I had to dig into other networks and other connections once I had a child, she was spot on. You can, I mean, it's so easy to make friends with children because if your children get along, you'll figure out how to get along,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know? And if you get along, then you like, our, our kids are going to be friends.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: this is happening because I like her. Actually, this is about us. Ain't even- Y'all going to figure this out. So um that has been that's been an outlet, it's been, it's been a strong connection point has been children, has been our, yeah, the child.
1: I love that. So I love that you brought up the um, great girlfriends. Um, they are just amazing women um, in their own right. And what they've cultivated has been just super, super dope and been able to help a lot of women. And I really wanted um, Kristen to share that because I think as women, as we get older, we always say it's harder to um, build relationships. And then we also, we think that relationships have to be transactional sometimes. I think there's a period of time when you're younger where you think relationships have to be transactional. Then you go through a brief period where you don't have any transactional relationships because you had all your younger relationships. Then you get older again and you're like back to transactional relationships. And I really want to caution you, please do not get into relationships for them to be transactional a real relationship is cultivated. You show up for people, they show up for you. You pour into them, they pour into you. It should not be a matter of a transaction. And if a transaction does come out of that relationship, then that is a gift, but that should not be the purpose for the relationship. And I really, I just want to just stress that because Right now, social media will have you like, let me pick your brain and be your friend and do all of this. And it doesn't have to be that way, especially if you truly just genuinely appreciate someone and even the content they're sharing, their lives, their videos, whatever it is, you can truly just connect with somebody and just say, wow, I really just like what you're doing like how can i support offer your support if you want to support that person but it doesn't have to be a give and a take always especially because sometimes you can cultivate a relationship for some time and nothing can ever come of it and that shouldn't be the expectation but then there are other relationships where you might have poured into it and you never know that someone may have a connection with someone that you really want to be connected to and they open a door but because you didn't go in it thinking transactionally, they were more than happy to do that for you. Yes. So I just want to put that out there.
2: That's so good. That is so good because today, you know, social media will have you thinking that you're connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And you're really not.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, relationships take time,
3: mm-hmm. they take
2: time to grow. And we are in a microwave, instant gratification society that makes people think that thing, stuff should happen overnight.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: it doesn't happen that way. That's a deception. That's a lie from the from the pit of hell. That's a lie yeah. to see that things are supposed to happen overnight. And the truth of the matter is, if you some of these relationships, if they happen overnight and you don't build roots, that mm-hmm. relationship isn't mm-hmm. steady nor sturdy. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not going to weather a storm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. which friendships are actually supposed to be built for yes you know um they're supposed to be built to weather storms and and at the end of the day that's who you know are your true friends
1: yes absolutely and even the bible speaks about that a friend close is better than a brother far yeah like you really should be looking for roots and like growing where planted like what I think that's the term is it growing where planted but when you're engaging with people building roots and pouring into each other that's that watering right like we're all just these, and you're just water, 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 and just adding to people's lives without having to think about what you can get out of them, and you want someone there if you go through something. I always ask people, who are your 2 a.m. people? And I mm-hmm. got this from, I think, Demetria Lucas or somebody, where they were talking about people getting invited to like their wedding. Well, who are your 2 a.m. people? Everyone don't need to go to your wedding. Your 2 a.m. people, though, those are the people that you can pick up the phone at 2 a.m. and call them, and you know they're there, and they're going to support you. Those are the people who might need to invite
2: god bless you that must and that may be people who don't have no kids i be honest because at 2 a.m y'all at 2 a.m y'all i am three sheets to the wind or trying to and my baby keeps hopping in our bed waking me up at 2 a.m breaking mama's sleep but listen if you i'll be there for you it may not be at 2 a.m but i got you to be honest <laughs> like, but listen, Lily may come in that one time. I need that phone to ring, and you're like, "Oh, I Lily just came in the room. All right, yes. let me get the phone." And I get what she's saying. You know, the point of I'm, I'm making light of it, but the point of what she's saying is: <laughs> who are those people that you know you can call in the midnight hours? Who are those yes. people that you can call at an inconvenient time, and mm-hmm. they'll come and see you? You know, over the, the the duration of this pandemic, I've had the Lord completely uproot my plans mm-hmm. and say, "This person needs prayer." And I don't want you to call them with it. I don't want you to text them with it. I Mm -hmm. want you to go to them. Mm. It was a particular day God had, I always have meetings. I got every day I have some meetings. This particular day, there were no meetings. God had completely. And the one I think that I was going to have got canceled. Mm. So God had cleared my entire day to go to this person and pray with them. So we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I know that 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 can happen at any hour. Yes. That can happen at any hour. But if the Lord positions you, then that would be that. And what I also think, you know, one of the things I want to say, I have found this um to be so comforting in the space of friendship is you don't have to be everything to everybody. Mm. So that's why we need more than one friend. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't feel a way if someone's like, you know what? If if a friend is in need and I got another friend who's like, I, I got it, I got it. Thank you, Lord.
3: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thank
2: you lord the bible says that the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few that means that you know you may have a harvest of of situation before you you may have a a, a palette of of need and that does not all reside in the hands of one person Mm -hmm. if you are blessed to have more than one friend then that means more than one person can step in and i have allowed that guilt and condemnation to go because it belongs to the devil in the first and foremost but at the same time you know because if you do that people become idols in your life if that every time you have to go to some you go to someone you're like this is my this is my one person well what happens if that person isn't available you're gonna get to know Jesus real quick And sometimes Mm -hmm. Jesus will remove that person from your space or remove that person from the ability to call them because you need to get to know the Lord for yourself or because that person ought not become an idol in your life. That's what community is for. Mm -hmm. So I thank God for community because I don't want any person to become that one. Jesus is that one. He's my midnight hour. And while, yes, I have friends that are committed to me that will show up. I just had my girlfriends, my New York crew, came for l- less than 24 hours. They drove up from Jersey for less than 24 hours because one of them was in town. She was in town from the South. And so they made the trip up here while she was in town and we rented a hotel and had a ball. Mm. Um, and it was kind of spontaneous, but we made it happen. And, but, but that's what, you know, the blessing of a multitude is for versus you just being dependent upon that one.
1: Listen, that was a whole sermon. So we're going to end the episode on that because that was a mic drop moment. I hope you took notes. I hope you were listening. If not, I need you to rewind and take all the notes from all the gems that Kristen just dropped because that was so, so on point. And no one friend should be that one. And you are so, so accurate when you say that God will remove them because they have become an idol. I have seen it happen many, many times in my own life where you give too, pe- too many people too much credit and the credit doesn't go to God. And he will remove them and let you know, ah, uh-uh, you, don't, you don't rely on man, you rely on me. Right. So I thank you so much for being part of today's conversation in the lab. And I just appreciate you. And if y'all want to connect with Kristen, her information is going to be in the notes. I highly encourage you to follow her on all platforms, um, especially LinkedIn, because she's doing some amazing things on LinkedIn and on Instagram. But just get to know her, get to know the woman that she is and all the areas that she has her hands in because she is out here in the business of blessing people because God is using her. So I thank you so much, Kristen.
2: Blessed to be a blessing. Shia, thank you for having me on your podcast. You know, I'm down for whatever it is that you want to do. Your mission is so clear and so giving and so loving. You just are a giver and you seek to bless people. And so I'm grateful that you have this platform, grateful that I could share this with you, grateful that we could have this conversation and pause our day, pause our time to have a conversation with one another. Um, May you be blessed abundantly for all that you pour out into others.
1: Wow, thank you. I received that. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Wow, what a great episode. Kristen was dropping gems, gem dropping the entire episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I really hope you got something out of that. And I really hope for all the moms out there listening that if you needed permission at any point in time, or thought you did to take care of yourself and focus on your self-care so that you can be the best for your family that you received it today and that you no longer wait to receive that permission. Maternal wellness and social support are all forms of self-care. I want you to focus on that as you think about what to focus on for the rest of this week. Thank you for tuning in. It is your girl Shia Thousand here, resident burnout coach, and you have just enjoyed an episode of the well Fit Lab podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, be blessed.